0: Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast Parents for Education. Here we explore ways to improve our children's learning experience and our performance as parents. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts where you can get more answers to your questions on education and become part of the community. Let's welcome Chim Zuers, a career educator and an international speaker. Jim will speak with us today about a very interesting topic. All of us want our children to be good and responsible citizens. And who is the strongest influencer in our child's life in this process? Welcome, Jim.
1: Thanks, Bhavani. Good to be here.
0: Good to have you back with us again. And you know, this is really a very interesting topic. And uh, I would like to mention it again. Who is going to be the stronger influencer in our child's life? Do you think this process starts at home or at school, Jill?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things you're talking about when you're talking about influence. You're sort of taking a look at like all the inputs a child has. What are his experiences? What are the uh, what are the role models he or she has? Um, what what examples are being set for them? And then, you, and then you get how, you know, how does the child react to that? Because two, you know, every child is different. They have a different, um, a different viewpoint. They have different purposes. They have different motivations. So two children experiencing the same thing won't necessarily have the same outcome. But I think what we want to do is if we say like 70% of what's happening with a child is their native ability and purpose and personality and things like that. Then there's a sort of like maybe 30% of influence that happens to a person and we look at, okay, good. So how do we, you know, how do we make that influence as positive as possible? Okay. So then, then you get into, well, who is doing that influencing and, and what are their motivations and things like that?
0: Okay. So this, this can be a number of people, right? As you said, yeah. So, looking at things, it could also be a grandparent, it could be a parent, it could be a friend, it could be a teacher. There's, I think there's no end to the list at all.
1: So, yeah, I agreed. So, if we kind of group those into um, a few categories, if we say, good, so parents are one group of influencers, and I would even say parents and, uh, yeah, I would say parents are one group, uh, friends are sort of another group, and and kind of in that friends group, I'd also put like other siblings, too, because, you know, children influence each other. Uh, younger, you know, younger children look up to their older siblings, things like that. Uh, teachers in the school, uh, the school environment and things like that have a big influence on our children, obviously. And then sort of in the, in the broader picture, we have media um, in all its different forms, social media, uh, commercial media, things like that, that are also having an influence on our children.
0: So considering the fact that children spend a lot of time at school, do you think school plays a bigger role than home?
1: Well, I think I think it definitely is, is very possible. And I think most of the foundation for children, child's uh, behavior and attitude and things like this does start at home. And it starts mostly you know, not with what the parents say, but with what parents do. Do they treat other people with respect? Do they listen? Do they yell at the children? Do they yell at each other as a husband and wife? This kind of sets a standard of behavior for the child. So that's one very critical uh, component for, for this kind of thing, right? Um, and as far, But at the same time, once a child becomes school-aged, like the majority of their waking hours, the majority of their active hours, are really in in school, you know, at school and doing school related things, right? It it, it consumes the majority of their their uh, you know Monday to Friday.
0: Yeah, most of the time, they're in school, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but Jim, is it is it really possible to you know uh, for parents to hold on to their behavior patterns? Do you think that a child should never see a parent argue at all, if it's going to have a negative influence or do you think it's just normal? But where does this changing factor actually happen?
1: Right. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you know, the question becomes like, is it if you, you know, I kind of feel like what you're asking me is if there's an unnaturally Nothing. polite and sweet environment, that's sort of unrealistic or doesn't mirror the real world, is that somehow detrimental to the child? And I would, I would say not necessarily, because all it does is you're just building a positive um, environment and viewpoint for the child. You know, if they, if they grow up thinking that the world is great and nice and people are nice, I mean, that's a, that's a nice positivity that they're going to carry forward. You know, does that mean, they're going to run into people who aren't nice or people who are cruel or mean or things like that? Yeah, sure they will. But, you know, it's a question of, is, you know, is your viewpoint that it's weird that people are nice or it's weird that people are mean? You know, and you kind of like, you know, I'd rather have myself and, and you know, my children have the viewpoint like, yes, there are nice people and there are mean people, but that the majority of the people... Are nice, and that it's, it's that it's the aberration to be mean, and 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 that's that's the outlier, not the not the other. So um, you know, I, I would say like, first of all, you know, you're you're putting to use a sort of a cliche, but it's sort of like okay, if children are sort of a blank slate that you're writing on, and they're they're going to reflect what's been written on that blank slate, and so if you're putting a lot of problems and communication and worries and things like that, that that the a the child can do nothing about. so they're just absorbing this with no way to let any of it out or deal with it. And then a parent shouldn't be putting parent problems shouldn't be burdening the child with parent problems. parents parents need to have their you know figure their problems, solve those, and not burden the children with, with problems that are that are above their their scope to handle.
0: I get it. So you know, uh, parents have to be wary of you know what they say in front of their kids, and stop themselves. I suppose it's it is difficult from the parents' end, but then for the betterment of the child, then it is important, right?
1: Uh, it absolutely is important because uh, all it does is upset yeah. the child. It doesn't doesn't form it doesn't form the child. Oh, some kind of. Uh, a viewpoint of like, oh well, people fight, and when I'm an adult, I'm going to learn to fight better, or I'm going to not fight, or whatever. All you're doing is you're just putting a lot of garbage into that, you know, child's mind, and that that doesn't that doesn't actually contribute to their growth and development. And it doesn't mean, okay, well, let's give our children some, you know, sweetness and roses and sunshine, and and make them think that that's the whole world. They'll figure that out anyway. You don't need to like overly you know, prepare them for the world by giving them a lot of uh, bad news and problems and upsets and things. But we're a little off, off the topic here because we are talking about like, you know, we, we are talking about what, what influences a child, but also what are the biggest influences? You know, and I think it's, you know, and if we talk about, for example, parents versus teachers or parents versus school or home versus school, I mean, both of these are, are huge, huge influencers. And, you know, and again, it's just because two children have the same input or have the same experience doesn't mean they're going to react the same way or, or have the same response to that. And, and so for me, I think the important thing is that there's a, a, a stable, safe foundation that gets built at the home, right? So the child knows that they're safe, that they're comfortable at home, that they're protected, that they're loved, and they, and they see, you know, examples of, of good behavior and good manners in the, in the house. You know, some people think, you know, manners are just for the neighbors, mm-hmm. but um, it's also for each other. And the more the more children see you applying that with them and listening to them when they have something to say and different things like that, then the more, you know, the more that they will, you know, use that a, and have that kind of viewpoint with other people. Mm-hmm. So First, so I'd say step one, yeah, you need a really good, you want to have that really good foundation in the house, and secondly, you know, teachers, particularly at a young age, have a, a huge influence, and, it, and it's interesting to see how kids can react differently with parents and, and with teachers. You know, in, in my school, I see that from time to time, where you'll have a child having some one kind of problem at school or something, and then you talk to the parent, they're like, oh, well, they're never that way at home. Or vice versa, where the the parents like, oh, my child will never listen to me. They never do what I say, and and the teachers like, well, this child, your child's like a model student with me. You know, you, I have never have that problem with your child. You know, and you know, I, and I, a lot of that has to do with how the child is handled in, in these environments. Again, a lot of time, uh, parents are very concerned about their child's happiness, which they should be, but we we, we kind of can go out of our way to try to make them happy by giving them things, you know, giving in to wishes, letting them stay up later than they're supposed to, letting them play video games longer than they, they should, different things like that. Because as parents, we kind of uh, just kind of get weak to the emotional side of parenting where our kids have that. They have, you know, we have an influence on our parents or our kids, but our our kids have an influence on us too. You know, they're able to, to, to push our buttons and make us react different ways. And, and, and this kind of thing. So, I do think it's very much, um, you know, two way street that way. But, you know, as a parent, you've I think you've got to take a long viewpoint of like, how do my actions as a parent affect my child in the long run? Not like, you know, have you know Did I get him to be quiet for the five minutes we're at the restaurant, or did I get him to? grow and mature in a way that he's not a problem and he can go to any restaurant without being a problem. You know, it's it's a little bit like that thing. So as as parents we kind of gotta kind of keep our keep our eye on the, the longer term goal because, you know, parenting parenting isn't an action, it's a campaign. You know, it's parenting parenting isn't something I did once. It's not like I one time had my child sit down at the restaurant and have good manners and he just had it from there on out. You know, no, it takes Takes a constant and consistent repetition of these things till they become you know a normal habit for for the children, um, and so and then teachers have just a very different relationship. You know the you know the teachers I know all love children. You know they wouldn't be in the business they wouldn't be in the business of teaching if they didn't love children, and they care about the children. So they have that in common with the parents, but they don't have that same emotional connection or bond with with the children. You know, and so they're able to be a little more objective. Also, as a parent, you're mostly concerned about your child or your couple of children versus as a as a teacher, you have to be responsible for all the children in the class. And that's a lot of different needs and requirements and things like that. So it, it creates a different structure and a different relationship. So, yeah, so I, I would say, you know, if, if the parents are mostly responsible for, you know, setting that foundation of behavior and attitude and things like that. And then that can just get, you know, strengthened, you know, by the teachers and, you know, by having a good teacher and classroom environment. So, um, you know, and then the other thing, you know, teachers come and go, you have a, you can have a different teacher every year. I think we all have teachers who are very important in our lives. We all remember that one or two teachers who we look back on and be like, wow, you know, I can, I can attribute my success to, you know, this one teacher because this one teacher was great. But then I've also had 30 other teachers who I've pretty much forgotten about, you know. But I, but but my parents are there all the time. So, I mean, I would say if I have to wait, you know, if I have to put it on a scale, I'd say, you know, parents are like 70% of the influence on the on the child and teachers 30%. Um, even though there's a lot of time that they spend in, with the, with the teacher and things like that. And then, and then we get to the other thing, which is, you know, friends and peer pressure.
0: Yeah, Uh, Jim, I have one question with teachers before you go to the friends. Uh, You know, it's exactly what you said, but um, can this process, you know, be fortified by adding some kind of value education in a curriculum? Because as you said, teachers come and go. So do you think schools need to do that? Or
1: they already do that. Yeah, I, I, I think any time spent on that is a good investment of classroom time. Mm-hmm. Okay, because, you know, you could have a genius, but if they're a terrible person, you know, that genius, that genius ability doesn't contribute to society in a positive way. You know, it's like, do we want to have geniuses that, that help improve medicine and society or do we want to have geniuses that, you know, build bombs and manipulate the financial system? You know, it's sort of like, you know, uh, I I think any time invested in in making, making children be better people is a great investment. And it, I, I, and I think a lot of teachers, they, like they're more interested in, you know, I would say the majority of their focus on, um, attention and behavior of the child it has to do with how is the child doing in the class? You know, are they following the classroom rules? Are they, you know, doing their assignments on time? Are they distracting other students? Are they speaking out when they shouldn't be? You know, a lot of these things become very, are are a lot of what the the teacher deals with in terms of behavior. But yes, but then there's also the other thing of actually growing the child and, and, you know, having the child become a, a better person. Um, and I think, I think every school that does that kind of character development or growth with the children is I think that's time really well invested. Yeah and then and, 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 and the last thing I will say about teachers is they also have to follow what I said about parents in terms of setting that example, communicating to the children with respect, you know not treating them just like, oh, these are just a bunch of cattle in my classroom and I'm just gonna round them up like uh, you know a prairie dog or whatever. I mean there's a certain amount of that. But but you need to do it in a way that you're showing that you respect these children as individuals too.
0: So then uh, I actually stopped you. You started to say something about friends and peer pressure. I think. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing is as kids become become older, like let's say you know their parents, you know, when they when they're you know first born, they really look up to their parents and they get their kind of their social cues and they learn they learn, you know good and bad behavior from their parents. Then we get into school and they, you know, look up to their teachers. And usually, you know, they're, they're very interested in making their teacher happy and showing that they're doing a good job and and this kind of thing. So, so that's a very natural kind of progression. And then we get into the influence of friends because everybody wants to have friends, everybody wants to have lots of friends. Everybody wants to be admired. Everybody wants to be liked. So then that desire, to, you know, to be liked and admired and have friends can also influence the way our kids react. And, and that be, as they get older and older, that becomes more of a factor, you know, where the, where the parents seem to have less influence and the that, and that teachers seem to have less influence and, and the kids and the peers have more and more influence. Uh, and, that, and that's uh, a combination of kids just getting older, getting more familiar with other people, becoming more involved in other people. Um, the, as kids get older, they start to set their agenda more. Like when you're a child, you know, your, your mother will set the play dates, they'll organize things, they'll set everything up. As you get older, you get more independent. You decide who you're going to go hang out with. You decide who your friends are, who you're going to spend your free time with, things like that. So then, yeah, then friends become a very big influencing factor.
0: Because we do see, as the kids get older, I mean, I was just reflecting on some teenage students that I know, you know. And uh, their pattern of behavior has just changed. It's not in a bad way, but then the way they think is different. And as you said, they set their own agendas. They want to have their freedom, you know. (laughs) And it's a totally different timetable for them now. And uh, they feel that, Their parents are a barrier or stopping them from their growth, and they want to do this, blah blah blah. And there's something that's it could also be financial crisis at home, but teenagers don't seem to you know understand that. I was just thinking of a few. Uh,
1: Yeah, and the example of that in my own life, it's kind of funny. We we got a puppy recently, and it's a cute little brown little small puppy, and very cute and playful. And we're like, Oh, I wish we would just stay a puppy forever. Cause we just love this age, you know, but no, it's going to grow up and it's going to be a full size dog. And then it's going to be, you know, a different thing. And, and then we're very, you know, it's very similar with our children. A lot of time, you know, it's, watching them grow up is sometimes, you know, it's sometimes a, a, a sad thing because we, we, you know, remember then when they'd sit on our lap and follow us around and, you know, where we were the most important person in the world and they just loved, you know, you know, our attention was the most valuable t- thing to them and, and then you know, as children get you know grow up and grow older, they're, they're, they they change. You know, their their interests change, their priorities change, and things like that. And you know, I think it, I think as a good parent, we've got to be willing to to let them grow. And I think you know, the the more you kind of promote and help them grow and help them be strong and help them be successful, then the more likely the more likely you'll continue to have a close relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you try to hold them back or keep them at home too much or don't let them grow and expand then they you know then you start to become like an adversary to to what they want to do and you and you wind up uh, losing them and so it's kind of like I think I think as a parent you know our job is to take care of them when we're older or when they're sorry as a parent our job is to take care of them when they're young and look after them and then as they get older to get them to be more independent and and strong and self-sufficient and that means you know we have less and less of a daily role in their lives, but it's it's the right thing. It's the way it's the way nature works.
0: You're right, but I think uh, as they grow older, the parents uh, you know they've given them all the all the um, values. They've taught them everything, but still, as you said, I think peers do make a big change because I'm just seeing some. You know kind of uh, unrest going on politically, so just thinking of all the young students who want to you know protest and I mean there's nothing wrong they as you said it was let them grow so far they fall within the norms of you know the social values and stuff like that yeah, right? yeah. well
1: this is and yeah, so, and this is the thing like mm-hmm. you know, are they protesting for you know reasons that you know for good reasons you know did they are they are they trying to uh, you know, are, are are their ultimate goals even if they're wrong, even if you know, even even if they have the wrong viewpoint or the wrong sort of uh, attitude, or they don't really understand everything. At least, at least they have a general sense because that foundation was good. So they have a, a good sense of like right and wrong and fairness and things like that. So again, I think that early foundation in the house is is the, really critical to setting up a child well.
0: Very nice. That was very interesting, uh, Jim. Thank you very much for that insight. Sure. You know, parents do always have this, you know, question. Am I going to teach my child this or is it going to be the school or is it going to be my child? As the child grows up, my child is being pressured by their friends. But I think today you gave a very clear view of what a parent can do to help us have... Very responsible children in the future. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jim.
1: My pleasure. This is this is great. It's a very good, very good topic. I like this topic. We can definitely talk more about it in the future.
0: Yes, it's really very interesting. Um, so, uh, waiting to hear from you again next week. And we are before we leave. I should. I would like to tell our um, viewers and listeners that. You know, please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and become part of our community and join us in our discussions and yep. also give us good feedback.
1: <laughs> yeah, that good or bad. Yeah, Both. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take all the feedback. Exactly. We know. Yeah. We know we're not perfect. We know we can do better. So you know what? Either way, but um, I do hope people you know do get some value out of these little little podcasts. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, I just want to wish everybody happy parenting and that we are all here to make the next generation brighter, stronger and happier than our own. Bye bye.
0: Thanks, Jim. Bye, everyone. Thanks,
1: Pavani. Bye bye.